This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Everything you say upsets somebody. Please welcome the man behind the madness. The most important person with all due respect. Let's go! Your host and audio flavor maestro. My man. Marquise Edwards. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. We are back with another episode of Flavoring Your Ear Podcast. And as I continue to travel the world and meet new faces and hear different stories, I have yet another guest for you all's enjoyment today that I feel like we'll, we all feel like an, everyone can help everyone with knowledge. We on this show are open to a variety of knowledge and ways to improve our lives, be better, inspirational, educate, elevate, and entertain at the same time. So today I... Uh, present to you all Liam Naden, and he is the author of The Secret of Success, Using Your Brain the Right Way. So last I checked, we all do have a brain. So I said, you know what? I feel like Liam would be a good fit for the show because last I checked, all of us human beings have brains, and there's always something that we can do to improve and help our brains with a healthy brain. So before I introduce him, I'd like you all to say, uh, I'd like to say thank you, Liam, for making yourself available. Uh, thank you for your time. We always appreciate your time to make these things happen. So without further ado, may you just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into our conversation. Sure. Yes. Well, um, I've spent the last few years of my life uh, researching why we get the results we do in our life. And it came about because um, i would really studying success and, and probably my, like you and many of your listeners trying to figure out how could I make my life the best life possible. Mm-hmm. So for decades, I've been really studying everything and going to lots of courses, seminars and trajectory and motivation and all sorts of different techniques. And I became, I thought, pretty good at success and I was very successful in business. I had quite a few separate businesses. I did well financially I was doing health wise and thought I was doing okay relationship wise but something really weird happened in my mid 40s I lost everything I became homeless had to move in with my mother and elderly to a small pet I lost all my friends I lost everything and I thought you know amongst all the, the hell I was going through I thought why is this happening to me when I know so much about success I, I this shouldn't happen you know, I'm an ex in success. So when I put my life back together, I noticed things were happening in a very different way. And things were a lot better than they'd ever been. And that is the basis for, for, for really helping people understand and coaching and helping other people understand how we get the results we do in our life. Because you said something before you introduced me you said we've all got a brain mm-hmm. and that is true but the other interesting thing that's true is almost all of us have problems in our life mm-hmm. but what I found was you know my life and it sounds really weird to say this and people think oh, I'm just being smart or you know I'm just making it up but I actually found out I, I really didn't have any problems or stress which was very different I thought and it wasn't that I was taking some strange substance <laughs> that made all my problems go away. But what I found, I, I had to figure out what was different. Why was my life flowing a lot more easily? Why was I enjoying life a lot more? Why was I 
actually achieve the things I really wanted to achieve and a lot more and living my dreams actually um, and it wasn't stressful and it wasn't full of problems and what that led me to discover mm-hmm. in my research is that it is to do how we use our brain and the problem if you forget the pun the problem is for nearly all of us is we've never been taught how to use our brain mm. now that's really weird when you think that is the most infinite powerful machine that exists on the planet and many many scientists and researchers you know if you ask who've, who've looked into the brain and studied it can't believe just what an amazing machine it actually is mm-hmm. it, it has the computing power of 500 trillion micro computer microprocessors it's far more powerful than anything else that exists in the universe mm-hmm. and yet And, you know, we're taught how to drive a car, we're taught how to use a computer, we're taught how to use any other machine, mm-hmm. but the most powerful machine in the world, in the, in the universe, we're never taught how to use it. And mm. if you use it the wrong way, it happens. You have problems. You know, if you use your car the wrong way, you're going to have problems. You're going to have a bumpy ride if you can get mm-hmm. it going at all, mm-hmm. and it's going to break down and cause you all sorts of problems. Don't look at your say, problems with it and say, oh, um, this, you know, this shouldn't happen. You go, I've been doing something wrong with it. That's the mm-hmm. cause of the problem. It's not mm-hmm. natural for a car to have problems. But somehow we've been led to believe that it's natural for us to have problems when really all that it's a sign of is that we're using our brain, using this machine, we're using it in the wrong way. And if you know how to use you actually find that your problems, again, it sounds a bit wacko, but <laughs> your problems sort of melt away and you find you're living a life in a different way where problems are not a natural part of your everyday life. So I think this is important stuff for people to know. And I, you know, I really wish we'd all been taught it from a young age. Mm-hmm. But um, that's my mission is to help people really understand that problems aren't a natural part of your life. And that can be proven biologically and scientifically as well. Mm-hmm. But problems are just a sign that you're really doing something wrong. You're not using the machine of your brain the right way. And if you can figure out how, how it is supposed to work, how it's really supposed to work, mm-hmm. then you know your life's going to take on a much easier, enjoyable dimension. And you're actually going to be living the life you're supposed to live. And you're going to feel fulfilled and happy, which is what I've shown people. And it's been my experience as well. So, uh, yeah, it's all very exciting. Outstanding. Um, that's man. That's a lot. Um, you made some really good points there. With you know, you, you taught how to drive a car, how to ride a bike, you know, how to play video games, how to cook. But something as powerful as your brain that you really don't. You, it's kind of like trial and error. You just you know you just like hey, just go make the best of whatever your brain is and. Um, that's that was a really really key point I felt I felt that you uh, that you that you uh, highlighted there, which is very rather interesting. So with that being said, so I know you talked you talked about the brain and solving problems, right? And like I did say earlier, we all have a brain, and we also all have problems. I, I don't know anybody that doesn't have problems, right? That we want to eliminate. So when it comes to problem solving, right? Um, you said that you lost everything after you say you lost everything at a point in your life right so from your own life you know how did you feel that you discovered these secrets from your experiences what what was that what was that moment 
that when you lost everything and you, you had to get yourself back? What was that moment that, you know, defined when you when you said, hey, let me rethink this? Yeah, okay. Well, the moment is, and this is a really key for understanding how your brain works. If you want your brain to work the right way, you actually have to stop being stressed. Mm. You have to stop pushing trying to figure things out. You have to stop gathering more knowledge and information about your problems. You have to stop focusing on your problems. Mm. Because here's the thing about your brain that I discovered. And just really briefly, and I teach this in much more detail in my own podcast, which I have called Using Your Brain for Success. And mm. also um, I have coaching material as well. But basically your brain has four different separate physical parts. Mm-hmm. And these, you know, scientists know this well. So this isn't sort of some spiritual idea. This is physical biology. Mm -hmm. We have four parts to our brain. And the thinking part of your brain, which is called the neocortex, which is sort of the top of your brain, that contains all of the information that you've gathered in your life. But the problem is, again, I keep using this weird problem, but the thing, (laughs) I should say, the thing is Mm -hmm. that part of your brain is not part of And it's not the part that really drives your life. It's not your thinking brain. But people, the problem comes when people try and use their thinking brain to Mm. run their life. And so they try and figure things out and they get all stressed trying to work things out and they put all this effort and all this this stuff in and they wonder Mm. why they have problems and stress. But that is not what that part of your brain is designed to do. That part of your brain is simply there to gather and store information. All of your experiences that you you taken from your five senses and your thoughts and every other bit of information is stored there. And there's another way to think about this. If you often great athletes or musicians or artists or creators, they refer to this thing called being in the flow or being in the zone. Mm-hmm. And it's a really creative state where they feel, you know, maybe your listeners and you might have even experienced this occasionally yourself, but you, you feel this. There's something bigger than you that's effortless. You're not struggling. You're not straining, but you're creating. And you're, and things are happening. Good things are happening to you in your life. You look back on it and you think, I can't really explain what happened or why it happened. Or, you know, you know as you say, I've written a lot of books. And I, I look back at my books sometimes. I think, did I write that? I don't remember writing it. <laughs> you know? So the creative process mm-hmm. or being in the flow, being in the zone, this is not a place where you're thinking. But this is where you're. This is a place where you're creating, and your mm. life is unfolding in a in a really nice way. Mm. That is actually the part that you use to solve problems, and in fact, it's the part of your brain that, with, if you let it, and if you really use it properly, will make sure that you don't have problems. It will mm. protect you from problems. Because you said, well, everyone's got problems. Now, this is one of the things that it's a bit like saying. Well, everybody's doing something wrong, so that must make it right. But it's mm. not true because there are actually people who don't have problems in their life. I'm one of them, and and I'm not just saying that. As I say, this is, I tried to figure out this out what had happened to me, and I realized I'd made this shift that I was not using because I'd spent every, the most life and well, this trying better, trying to have goals and struggle and overcome you know challenges and all these things. But that wasn't making my life work in a fulfilling way. But when I lost everything, 
I actually gave up. I remember to myself, I give up. I have no clue on how to get out of this mess. I have no clue on how to make any money or, you know, because I used to have businesses before and they all went. Well, I had no idea how to, to get off my mother's couch. <laughs> So I literally gave up. And what happens, you know, again, we have this funny thing about giving up, but you're not giving up. You're turning it over to a higher part, the creative part of your four physical areas of your brain. And it's the part that's responsible not only for your the way your life turns out, but it's responsible for things like your, your gut feelings, your aha moments, your intuition, mm-hmm. you know, and even coincidences. You know, things come along and you say, how did that happen? This is all your creative brain at work doing its job and its physical biological job is to allow you to have the best life possible so that you stay your healthiest, your strongest and your best so that you contribute to the survival of the species. And the survival of the species is the purpose of all life. So how do you do that? You can only do that by being your best. Right. Your brain being to make you your best. But if you use it the wrong way, it's going to create problems. So long and short, that's what I did. And I real this is what I sort of back-engineered mm-hmm. as what had to happen. I'm long. And when I did that, I shifted the part of my brain that was, was there to do its job of solve problems and, and get you on track. Okay. And that's what happened. And I still do. Really what people have to do, if they want their life to work, you have to get into a place where you allow this infinite machine to do its job without you trying to figure things out and getting... And when you get stressed, you block your brain's ability to do this. Mm. Like it works a bit in more detail, if you like. But but that's essentially what happens. Stress, anxiety, fear is a big thing. They block your brains. That They're signs in your brain the wrong way because they have a specific but they're not the parts that are going to solve your problem. It's not the purpose to, to solve your problems and, and really give you the life that you that you want. Hmm. That's a lot you said there. Uh, it's really a lot to take in um, as far as because when you say these things, I kind of, you know, reflect on myself and my thought process. And I'm quite sure, you know, like most people, I, I, you know, I think that way uh, when I when I do have a problem or stress or anxiety um, and a lot of people say that stress is the silent killer. Um, that's what they that's what they say because a lot of people hold in stress, right? They don't tell anybody that they're stressed, but they hold it in, and it, you know, and the yeah. fear and anxiety just pours over, you know, with them. And every every single day, even when they look normal, right? They still stressed and things like that. So, uh, you highlighting that, um, I feel, is very important as well. Just about you know. St- the things that can stop your brain from, you know, reaching its full potential and, and, and being able to, um, you know, work in, the, in, in that way. Uh, it's very actually very fascinating, um, to be honest with you, because I never thought about things that way, you know, um, and you're putting it into a different perspective. Mm. So as far as the coaching part uh, of your of your life. Right. So you feel that you can help others in this in this department. And how would you. What do you think? What do you feel that you can bring to someone else um, that may be struggling with the brain or struggling with thoughts and struggling with uh, trying to reach success? If they say, hey, Liam, I need some help. What could they look forward to when they when they when they come to you? 
Well, the first thing I do is I show them how their brain works. And when people understand this, they realize that all you're doing if you're using it the wrong way is you're blocking your own success. You know, and it's not people's fault. They just don't know this stuff about how their brain works. Mm-hmm. So they struggle. And when you realize that the more you struggle, the more ang- the more you create stress, anxiety, and fear in your life, the worse it's going to be, the, the further away you're going to get from your ideal life. The more you realize that, the more you're willing to let go of all of those things. And the big problem is, you know, and the next thing I work with people, I actually have a process called neurostate rebalancing, which is about rebalancing the state of your brain to allow you to do this. But one of, one of the big things that people realize once they start understanding how their brain works is they ask themselves the question, why am I so stressed? Why am I afraid? What am I afraid of? Because what's happening when you're afraid or stressed is your, your brain, and it's not necessarily you, but it's the way your brain machine is working. What it, All it's really doing is telling you that there's something around you right at that moment that is a threat to your survival. Mm. Okay? So... This is the purpose of fear and anxiety, is to alert you to the fact that there's something around you that is a threat to your survival. And that's good. So naturally, mm-hmm. and, and this, this is in a part of your brain called the survival, I call the survival mechanical brain, which looks after all of your automatic functions. And it also looks after your reaction to danger, sometimes called mm-hmm. the fight or flight response. Okay, mm. so fear and anxiety, they're good things, but they're only be used when you're faced with an immediate danger, an immediate threat to your survival. Mm. But the problem is for most people is they've trained their brain to see life in general as a threat to their survival. So mm. they're stressed and worried. A lot of them don't know what they're stressed and worried about, but they're put, also putting stuff into their brain that tells them that they should be stressed and worried. So they watch the news. They watch all the, everything with doom and gloom, you know. Mm. And when you, so what people understand is, firstly, that fear and anxiety are the enemy. They are what is stopping you from leading your ideal life. And where is there a good tool to have if, you know, someone runs the left and you need to react and, and and do something to get out of danger or you're standing on a railway line and the train's coming, you need to jump out of the way, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, that's good. That's what it's not designed to be used all the time. And it's certainly not designed to solve problems and give you insight and awareness and see the big picture on how your life actually is. But what's happening when you're stressed and worried and there isn't an immediate danger is something is going on that is that believes that there, on some level Mm-hmm. That there is a threat to your survival, mm-hmm. and this is a little, this is really deep stuff because most people don't re- don't know what they're afraid of, but they mm-hmm. feel they are in the state of fear and anxiety and worry. But really, if they were to analyze it, they don't know, really know why they feel that way, mm-hmm. or if they think they do, it's not the real reason that they do. So, one of the keys that I teach through neurostatusing is you've got to identify what it is your brain is really telling you is wrong. And realize that 99.9% of the time, unless something's running at you and about to kill you, it's nothing to be afraid of. Mm. And one of the ways I really learned this was when I lost everything, what I realized was that for most of my life, I'd been afraid of two things. One Mm. was having nothing. 
So that's why I tried to earn more and more money all the time because I was subconsciously afraid of having nothing. And the second thing was of not being loved. So that got me into mm. the wrong relationships. You mm. know? And we've all mm. been there, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But when I lost everything, what did I experience? I experienced my greatest fears. I had nothing and I wasn't loved. But the great thing about that was when I experienced them, my brain suddenly said, hey, well, you're, you're experiencing these things and you've always been afraid of them. But now, you know, there's, there's nothing to be afraid of. Because if you've got nothing and you're not loved, mm -hmm. you're still okay. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of. So then you can move past your fears and start living your life and your brain and, and you're telling your brain or you've switched your brain to realize that all of those things that have made you fearful and worried and anxious all the time, they're not things that really are worth or necessarily things to be afraid of. So that's how you can release the fear and you can live in the state of the flow, the zone, and just allow your brain, this infinite machine whose job is to give you the best life possible, allow that and then see what shows up. And when you live like that, you're in, a, in constant amazement at what shows up because there's all sorts of stuff. And I've worked with people who've done this and they, they suddenly they're doing things they never dreamt they'd be doing. They feel better doing it and they realize this is what they're supposed to be doing. All mm. these ideas they had about, oh, I need to be rich and I need to make more money and I need to have this sort of house and I need to, I need to sit down and write all my goals, you know? <laughs> I, interesting, I spoke to a man who um, uh, he's, he's a really interesting guy and he had a business, he had a million in the 1990s he's, he's sort of, few, you know quite a bit older now but um, okay. he's retired, but he had a business in the 1990s, and he had a million customers he had 500 staff he was travelling all around the world in his two private jets, he was making tens of millions of dollars a year and he said to me, you know Liam, I never plan my life more than four minutes ahead because I could never put, have put all that stuff on a goals list. But he allowed this stuff to show up in his life. And he was a good example of someone using their brain the right way. He just, you know, got out of his own way, let it, mm -hmm. and, and he didn't explain it all in, in the way I'm explaining it to you now, but um, mm -hmm. he was doing the same thing. And he just, and we, when we get out of the way, when we let the brain, this infinite machine, this computerized machine, do this job to bring you the best life possible. And it's the mm -hmm. best life for you. So, you know what like? But your brain does. Your brain really does. And instead of you trying to figure out what you think it looks like based on your limited information that you have in the bridge part of your brain, why not just let an infinitely powerful machine who's already figured out what you want mm -hmm. and what's going to really make you happy and it's how to bring it to you. Why not let it do that? It's a lot easier and more fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Man, you, 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 you drop a lot of knowledge here, Liam, all the time. So I'm kind of kind of being a gaze here just listening to you, uh, especially about what you said about the, you know, the guy who say lives, you know, he doesn't, you know, go beyond four minutes of, of, of living, to, you know, with goals and things like that. So you spoke about two... Things that I would probably like you to elaborate just a bit on, right? So you, you spoke about, uh, you know, having goals and things like that. So do you, are you in favor or against being a goal-oriented person? And that's the first part of the question. And secondly, if you are in favor of goals, how do you, what is your outlook on how to achieve 
goals because I know a lot of people have goals, right? But a lot of people don't know how to go about achieving those goals, right? So what do you what, what do you have to say about goal setting and goal achieving? I think um, as I read in a book recently, goals are self-sabotage. Mm. And I know that's a really controversial thing to say. But there's more and more um, literature being written about this now, about how goals are actually very destructive. Mm. And I think the people who are listening, think about it. There's two things you really need to ask yourself. One is, how often do I really achieve my goals? Mm -hmm. You know, so, and I think the answer is, and for me, you know, and I've done goal setting workshops and seminars and books for, you know, years. Mm -hmm. But I didn't achieve many of those goals. So, the, and the second question you have to ask yourself. So, the first question, as I say, is how often do you achieve those goals? And the second thing you have to ask yourself is do you really know what you want. Mm. And that's a really interesting question because you can sit down and think, I want a million dollars or I want mm. a really successful business. Be those things and still not be, and I as well. And lots of people spend all their life struggling for goals that they think they want. And when they get them, they're still not happy. Mm. So this is the problem with goals. It's very limiting. And again, it comes from you going to be able to put into a goal is what your current experience, in other words, your thinking brain is Mm. telling you that you might want, but you don't know what you want. You can't know what you want Mm. because you haven't experienced it. Maybe be doing something completely different. And most goals, the other thing, I could talk all day about goals, but another thing to think about goals, most goals are based on fear. And remember what I said, fear, fear, enemy. You base on fear is not right. And it's not, it's just going to create you problems. So you, you set a goal, which is, I must have this great relationship with my husband or my wife. And I do a lot of marriage and relationship coaching. That was the first area of coaching I got into after I, you know, rebuilt my life was helping couples and people rebuild their marriages and I found this that most people who were trying to save their marriage which is what I was helping them to do and I have coaching programs on this they weren't succeeding because it was based on fear and they were like I have to save my marriage because if I don't if I don't keep this marriage then I'm not then I'm not going to be happy and I'm going to be Mm. a failure or I'm going to lose it lose whatever I'll never find someone else and you know all of these these fears that people have and that was what was blocking them from doing the right things so this is the problem with goals you don't know what you want you might think you do but most of the goals you set are based on fear by thinking well if i get this i'll be happy oh and i if i can only have that then i'll be happy and you're thinking if i don't get it then i won't be happy Mm. so Mm. and if you set a goal on fear then you're if you if you're going to struggle to achieve it, if you even do get there, it's going to be a struggle. And once you get there, it's, you're not going to be happy, apart from maybe for a short while, thought that, and then you're going to go back to your old life of struggle and problems. And you know, I spent my life on that roller coaster, hmm. and uh, until I realised that you don't need goals. Here's a clue, and, I, and maybe some of your listeners can relate to this. In the Bible. You know, and I, I was brought up a Catholic, so mm. I was very religious at one point. And many, many people believe in religion and not being religion at all because the Bible is one of the best manuals on how to use your brain the right way that exists. Mm. And what does it say in the Bible? 
it says there's more than 300 times someone's someone's actually counted says be not, not afraid have faith do not mm. be afraid and it's what i'm saying it's not saying be not afraid because oh that's a nice idea and whatever no it's because when you're afraid you're using the brain your brain the wrong way and the other thing it says is jesus says in the sermon on the mount in the bible which is very well known give no thought to tomorrow tomorrow will take care of your care of itself mm. now he's not saying set goals he's saying the opposite don't think of it'll take care of itself and you know how much how loved you that all the how beautiful are all the flowers in the fields how much greater are you and how much more will you be looked after mm. and the flowers and the fields don't set goals either and the other thing it says in the bible is be like little children the children are the ones who enter the kingdom of heaven now what do children do they don't set goals they, <laughs> they enjoy their life right. in the moment Right. And they trust it and they have a great time. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's all using your brain the right way. You know, it's um, it's letting go re- and comes from understanding. This is how your brain's sp- supposed to work. And the more you understand about it, the more you're able to let go. Because mm-hmm. you start to see it's for like the more you know about your car. It's like, well, what am I going to do? Why would I think of putting the wrong fuel in my car? That's just a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I'm going to have problems. So it's the same mm. with your brain. Well, it's a silly idea to use it the wrong way because it's just going to be completely counterproductive. Well, that's yeah. That's uh, this is definitely a new outlook that I feel. Um, a lot of people don't think of things that way. It's not the common thought, and when you put it into perspective, it makes a lot of sense. It really does make a lot of sense. Fear does determine a lot of the ways that we navigate our thoughts just because you're trying to avoid what you think you don't want or don't need or you're afraid of and even i'm thinking about myself sometimes when you talk about goal setting is you don't know what your goal is going to be or if you're going to be happy when you achieve the goal so what are you really pursuing right like you don't say i get a million dollars and i get a million dollars and i'm just not all the work that went into a million dollars and I say this wasn't worth it you know or yeah. I want t- I want 10 million dollars you know I want more or I want less so I said I, oh I wish I just had no million dollars so that's a really really uh, it's a really unique way to think about things and I think that it, it has a lot of truth to a lot of truth to it that people can actually relate to and when you spoke about the, the, the passage in the bible be not afraid that is really that's that's true. I, I I see the correlation there, and it's 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 actually something that I think people read the Bible all the time. You know, most religious people at least read the Bible all the time, and they never look at that 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 particular scripture that way, right? When it's telling you not they they, they take it literally, like oh, don't be scared. No, but you're saying not like that. Don't let fear dictate your life. Don't let fear dictate your decision making which I feel we all are victim to myself included sometimes some more than others, which is, man, that's, that's a really, that's a really huge highlight. So you spoke about not only about, you know, you coaching people, but you say you coach others in marriages and things like that as well. Right. So we do have, uh, either, you know, uh, people that date or people that are married that are part of our listeners. Right. So can you talk about not, you know, not any names or anything like that. Some of the experiences that you've had, 
as far as the type of problems that you may see in relationships and marriages that you help to, you know, uh, bridge the gap and mend the fence with those things. Because a lot of people out there feel, you know, that a lot of people don't think they think they know everything that happens in relationships. There's no one catch one all. Right. So I would like you to just explain some of the things that you've seen based on everything you've seen when you're coaching people, some of the, the, the main problems you've seen and, so maybe others can avoid them or know that hey that's okay you know that people have these issues well i mean probably the two biggest problems i deal with which are probably the two biggest problems most people have in their life one the the first one is their relationship Mm -hmm. you know most people have problems in their relationship and the second one is really their life purpose, I suppose. You know, people are frustrated mm. and they're not happy with things in general, maybe their career or their, their finances or their businesses, which are all interrelated. Mm. So, and the thing is what, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit counter or a chicken and the egg situation, if you like, where to really be able to let go and trust a greater part of yourself, um, to take over and solve your problems and just really go with the flow. That takes a lot, of, and that's why I teach this process called neurostate rebalancing, which speeds up this ability for people to do that. But it's a big leap, isn't it, to actually say, well, I'm just going to trust and I'm going to let go. And I mean really trust and really let go. Mm-hmm. And you can only do that when you understand how it works, and that is the, the way it works. Because when you think about a relationship or the other problem is a, or life purpose, finances, or, or your general life situation. To be able to just let go and say, well, look, I've got all these problems and I've got all this mess going on and my marriage isn't the way I'd like it to be and my life isn't the way I like it to be. To take that step to say, you know, I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going to get rid of my fear and I'm going to go with my gut feeling and see what shows up and I'm going to act in the right way. Mm. Now, many times that's going to involve, that might involve, you ending your marriage that might involve you leaving your job mm. now if the, and the own, often the only thing that's holding you in that marriage or holding you in fear because you're thinking i have to hang on to this i have to fix this i have to make the best of it and you know i'll solve the problems and and i'll figure out a way to make it better but i can't you know give up on it because want to be a failure and I don't know what I'll do in the future and I don't know what's going to happen but mm-hmm. none of us know what's going to happen in the future so why are we trying to hold on to thinking what needs to happen and the funny thing is you know we really let go you have and you have to be prepared to act on your gut feelings and you have to be prepared to do what you know you have to do mm. and you you know I talk to people in their marriage who mainly to individuals rather than couples and people you know sometimes come to me and they say you know I've been in this marriage for 30 years and I say well how how long have you been having real problems in it for and they say oh 29 and a half you know or (laughs) so really the the the, the honest conclusion is they're in the wrong marriage they're in the wrong relationship and they've been trying and trying and trying for decades to Mm. fix it when their brain is trying to tell them you're in the wrong place and it's only their fear that's holding them there and stopping them from letting go and going on and finding someone better 
And very often my marriage coaching is to help people to heal their marriage, but very often my advice is, and the conclusion they come to, is that the best thing for me is to end the other person, is to end this relationship. And, you know, the number of people who contact later and they say or years later and they say Liam you know you really helped me get over my fear about this relationship and I let it go because I realized it was not right and now my life is far better than I could possibly have imagined I'm with someone now who's far better why did I struggle for all those years why did I put myself through that with my life Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquis Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. For exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love.